What is good, fam? This is your boy, Coach Southfit, a.k.a. Salvatore Jr., and this is the SBF Fitness Podcast. If you're ready to ditch the excuses, break the scarcity mindset, and transform into the best version of yourself, then buckle up. You are in the right place. Let's freaking get it, squad. So without further ado, let me show a video uh, of Sal. And then I, once that's done, I'll kind of introduce him a little bit. And we're going to have a great time. He is a lifestyle transformation coach. And um, so my screen's acting up a little bit. He's a lifestyle transformation coach. So he's careful not to say I'm a fitness coach because it's more for him, as you guys might guess, anyone that would join our mastermind. It's more than just money or it's more than just fitness or a technique. It's about life. And so um, I'm really excited if you guys get to meet him. Many of you know him. He's one of the early members. I've known him for a while now. and um, But I want to show a video that he, uh, a little short film, about two or three minutes, and then I'll introduce him properly. We'll have him on. And we're going to talk tonight, not really about health and fitness, although you could ask those questions. And he, he's the expert. He could help you. So if that's where you want to go with it, guys, with questions, that's great. But primarily what I, why I have him here is he's got a really cool business, and it's it's really neat. And I am old school. I am brick and mortar. I'm like a buy house, rent it kind of guy. Simple. I, I use Google Docs and Google spreadsheets. I'm really like basic. And I'm not uh, on the tip of the spear when it comes to technology. I'm just traditional. And I like it that way. That's my style. I, I have uh, notes on pen and paper, you know, and I, I have a calendar that's that's old fashioned and I cross it off. I use a Google Cal on my phone too. But Point being is I'm an old generation, and I really find what he's doing and what y younger people are doing or people who are like my age but are, are adapting this as fascinating. So he's building a, a massive business, building a brand in a really cool way. So we'll get into that in a minute. And first, a little video, and then we'll get started. There's so many fitness coaches out there, personal trainers. So like what would separate me, right? What separates me is just authentically being myself and who I am and what I believe in. And I think in doing that, people will, will buy in and resonate with that. And at the same time, like I've struggled with a lot of things myself. So then people who are also in that scenario can be like, okay, he understands that he's been there. You know, I've been overweight. The reason I feel so strongly about it is because I used to be like 250 pounds and be so self-conscious of my body and how I, how I felt. So, you know, I did the work necessary to pull myself out of that. So if I could do that, why couldn't they? You know, I'm not special. I'm, I'm not like a superhero. You know, I just made the choice to educate myself and put the time in. And that's what I'm saying to them. You could do the same things. It's just the things that you tell yourself every day that really hold you back. All right. We have the amazing Sal joining us. I want to welcome him to the call. Let me stop sharing. Make sure I'm recording. I am. Let me pin him. And if you don't know him, you're going to know him. And you're going to see him at different events. And you'll be like, oh, I love that guy. He's awesome. He's so cool. He's a great guy. And we're, we'll have, we'll, I'll interview him a little bit. And you guys, as always, ask questions. And uh, you can raise your hand if you have questions for him. If you want to ask me, that's great. And uh, Mary approves of your body, as I do as well. It's That's hard work. You can't, like, uh, the thing about fitness is, you can lie and, and about different things, but that's something that if someone's really fit, that um, it, it communicates a discipline. You can't really do it without a discipline and without a work ethic. And so there's, as men, at least I will say, when we see a man who's fit is instant respect that, that they have earned through hundreds and thousands of hours. So men, we, we look to that and we don't get jealous, but it's not like we're 
we tear him apart. Like, oh, look at that. It's more like a respect thing. It's like, let's make this man king thing. That's how guys think sometimes about guys who are the big man, the strong guy, the the the, the leader types. And Sal is that. Sal, welcome to the call, my friend. Mike, thank you so much for having me. That was an incredible introduction. I'm super thankful to be here. And I just want to say thank you to everybody tuning in. So it's going to be a great combo. Super excited. And so what's really cool, guys, is a lot of the people we bring on are friends of Andrew, Eddie, myself. Sal is actually a member, and you've been through this process. You've been almost a member for almost a year now. Like, what's been some of your takeaways and your experiences within this community? Yeah, it's been absolutely incredible, not only connecting with a lot of like-minded people, but also learning a lot about myself and investing. You know, I, you know, our business is doing well, but then it becomes the conversation of, okay, well, what do I do with my money? So I think you guys do a phenomenal job of that. And also creating a great culture of a community, you know, and I think there's uh, – a lot of things to be said there, but I'm super thankful. It's been awesome. I, you know, I tell my family about it all the time, and it's been life-changing. And it's just the beginning, right? We're just getting started, too, which is super cool. Yeah, the best is yet to come. So, okay, number question number one, tell us about yourself and how you got here and kind of what you're up to. Yeah, so how far back are we going here? Because I know we're uh, short on hey, time. Five, five years, 10 years. Well, in the video, you know, you said you used to be 250 pounds. Maybe start there, and that journey yeah. from here. Um, so I'm 27. I started training about a decade ago. Um, that video was shot a few years ago. Um, I think the best place to start Mike would probably be 2019, which is roughly like four to five years ago. Um, uh, that's when I came out of college. You know, I was an athlete my whole life. I played collegiate baseball at the university, of Albany, upstate New York, for those who don't know. Um, uh, but I wasn't really prepared for the transition coming out of school. Um, and for me, man, uh, I was just, uh, really having a hard time, I think, getting into the corporate world. I think naturally I resisted that because I wasn't the best student. You know, they say some of the best entrepreneurs are people that weren't the best in school, you know. Um, but long story short, I ended up falling into a really bad depression. I ended up gaining, you know, a lot of weight. Um, I was in a toxic relationship. I fell into a lot of student loan debt, you know, because I just didn't really understand or I should say like how to carry those traits after school. You know, all of a sudden you're done playing sports and, and you know, how do you navigate that? But for me, you know, over the last 10 years, I think what's really always kept me grounded is my fitness, you know, and I think back to when I'm at my best, it's when I'm taking care of that. And I think, you know, each day you're able to really keep those promises that you make and build confidence, which translates into all the things that you do, you know, and I'm a very firm believer in that because when I look at the times I was struggling, I wasn't taking it seriously, you know, and the simple things of the food that you eat every day and how you exercise and how you move your body, it really does translate into all the things. So I hope that makes sense. I could go all day, but that's as brief as I could make it. And so now what exactly do you do for a business for income? Yeah. So like you said, I'm a lifestyle coach because I don't love the label of fitness because I believe it's a lot more than that. Uh, but short, sexy, straight to the point, we help people get jacked, lose body fat, uh, build muscle, improve their relationships with food, improve their relationships, energy, confidence. I'm very big on, you know, helping people get to places that they've never been. You know, we pride ourselves on saying we're the last coaching program that you'll need simply because I do believe that because I think when we cover all the things from top to bottom, you shouldn't need to work with anybody else. You know, I was an in-person trainer for years. I quickly realized that wasn't really the model to help a lot of people because you're capped for your time. If, you know, we're talking about trading your time for money. That wasn't the be all end all for me. You know, so fortunately enough, I found a good mentor and I was able to learn a lot of things very fast. And that's what led me to being here, you know? So when you say we tell our people we're the last training program you'll need, who's the we? Like, do you have a staff? And then I do. Yeah. Do you, do you, like, that's a mantra that clearly is something important to you. So you're communicating that mantra to your staff. For those that are listening, this is important leadership. You have to create a culture. And you have to have like verbiage that uh, communicates that culture. So it sounds like 
you, you kind of just said that and it, it stuck out to me. Like, it sounds like one of those little taglines. Can you talk right. a little about that? And how do you take your, your essence, what made you who you were, and how do you duplicate that within your team? And your team's like spread out all across the country, right? Because he basically does yeah. it digitally. Yeah. So you're doing it from your little home office here. <laughs> this is why I find it fascinating because right, right. I've built teams, huge teams, but they're all local. I have a touch with them, personal connection. You're doing this digitally. Yeah. So that's a great question, Mike. Thank you for asking that. It's actually um, globally because I have team members in Mexico, the Philippines, Canada, um, Boston, all over the place. Um, so to answer your question, yes, it's fully online. Um, remote work can be tough if we're not focused on the vision. So I think to you know tie that all together, I originally started as a personal brand. It was you know me. It was labeled SV Fitness after my name, you know. But I recently rebranded within the last year to Team Evolution Coaching for that reason because I never wanted it to be about myself. You know, I always had the desire to help people and create that team. So naturally what happened was I had a good chunk of clients that saw an incredible transformation and they were like, yo, like I want to do something with this. So the conversation just naturally gravitated towards them, you know, building the team together with us. And it's amazing because not only have I been able to help them with their fitness, but now it's also with their careers and their lifestyle. You know, they're leaving jobs and helping us build our brand, which is something that I'm extremely blessed to do and say, but it hasn't happened by accident. I'm sure we'll probably cover that later in the call, but does that answer your question? Yeah. So is a lot of the people that you started out your initial team as you, so you have your, you started out a solopreneur, it sounds like yep. Yep. with your, you got your fitness and like, I want to be a coach. And so I meet a lot of people who are into fitness and then it's really hard to monetize that. So, mm. cause they they probably fail to think the way you're thinking. Mm-hmm. It's like they they kind of go into self-employment mode. And I think what you're doing, it sounds like it's more like I'm building a business. So I'm not just going to be someone that trades hours for dollars. I could charge 200 bucks an hour for custom plans. But like I, I th- you're thinking bigger mm-hmm. and you're thinking residual or passive income, which I love. Can you talk a little bit about kind of what led you down that journey? Yeah. Did you have like an aha moment where you're like, I'm, I could be a coach. I could go to someone's <laughs> basement and charge them 200 bucks. Or I could freaking build a business. So that's another great question. Uh, The aha moment for me was when I was training as an in-person trainer in the gym, I just like, I was spending 10, 12 hours a day in the gym. You know, and I was like running around, sprinting, eating out of containers. I didn't have time to go to the bathroom. Someone would cancel. It was just a nightmare. I mean, it was awesome, you know, being there. I did love it, but I quickly grew resentment towards that fast because, you know, I wasn't even able to get my own work. Imagine that you're at the gym, not able to get your own workout. in. it's crazy, you know, and it pains me to say that. But yes, that for me was like, okay, something's got to change here. And again, long story short, I had a mutual friend of mine that found a great mentor who put me in contact with him. And I originally thought it was a scam. Like, you know, some people originally all those all nine things kind of get to that uh, conversation. Um, but I worked hand in hand with his team and he really helped me understand what the online model is. You know, like we're, we're not like training our clients, like virtually on zoom, we give them the tools, the program, the strategies, the macros, the meals, basically all the things that they need to be successful on their own terms. But then we also support them and give them the accountability that they need to see that result. Does that make sense? Yeah. How do you give them accountability? You have calls with them scheduled. So yeah, that's we have um, weekly Zoom calls similar to this as well, um, but also the software that we use is actually the number one on the market. So I could share my screen and, and walk through that if you wanted to, to give us sort of a visual if you're open to that. Yeah, we kind of are, we're all kind of curious, like what the hell you do? <laughs> How do you make money? <laughs> yeah. And so yeah, let me make you co-host and kind of show us, because I know uh, you have a funnel that leads to, you know, because you, you, you have your body out there, your videos out there that funnels in to training and things, but then- you're like the tip of the spear, but there's a whole team that's 
going along this funnel. Is that correct? Yes. So um, basically, Mike, and for everybody who's listening, um, I run our business through social media. You know, I'm very big um, into Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube. Um, I do a lot of podcasting, a lot of live streaming. I just like to be everywhere. You know, and that's something that my coach really you know, helped me understand. Um but what it is, it's a subscription model. So the clients are actually able to download an app right from their phone. And this is what it looks like when you join. So for example, this is one of our clients, Cheryl, right? So what we're going to do is have a conversation with Cheryl and figure out where she needs to go. And then based on her goals and her genetics and what she's trying to achieve, then we'll craft a program based on those needs. Now, what's beautiful about this is that we're able to really meet them where they're at because it's based on experience level. I mean, we have an in-depth uh, like vetting system, I guess you could call it for lack of a better word, just making sure that we're we're mutually a good fit. You know, we're uh, making sure that it makes sense for the both of us, but this is what it looks like. So there's exercises laid out with demonstration for uh, every single one. There's a video for each one. There's some of me in there. We're, we're working on getting more in there. Um, but basically from top to bottom, it's pretty much everything that you need. So there's built in rest timers in here. There's places to track your weights and basically make sure that you have all the answers that you need. So did you white label this? What that means is it's something that's kind of built and you can attach your brand to it. Correct. Yeah. So, so, it, so now, now you're kind of backfilling with customized videos and such. Yeah. So you'll see in the top left here, can you see that I have our brand logo on there? You know, there's, there's a lot of other coaches that use the same software. That's why I picked this one because it's very well known and it's honestly super user friendly. But not only are there the clients able to get those movements there, but we're able to sync, you know, clients, Apple Watch or Fitbit. That way we could literally track their steps. So to answer that original point before of like, well, how do you help them out? How does that work? And I think I showed that to you at the last event back in June, you know, like I could see all this. So I could see if she Cheryl's getting her steps in. I could she yeah, see so. if she's missing the mark. And then also, I don't know if you guys are aware of what my fitness pal is, but for those who don't, it's a calorie tracking app. So it actually syncs to this as well. So if Cheryl is following her protocols as she should, then I could literally see to the gram of what she's eating. So wow. as far as like accountability goes and understanding where these clients are at, it's second to none because I keep close eyes on the same thing with our team. You know, I have a lot of backend help that delivers that accountability. So if Cheryl is falling off for whatever reason, reason it's just a conversation to be had like hey how can we support how can we help that sort of thing right that's so they all have to wear an apple watch of some type um i mean you don't have to but i always try to position it as like hey if you want the best experience possible and you want the best results i think this would be in your best interest that's crazy accountability that's better than a guy at the gym like this is like well <laughs> so that's the whole thing is like the pitch is it costs you a fraction of what that would cost because if you were to go to la fitness 100 dollars a session three times a week you're talking like 1200 a month if you do that for a year you're looking at like 15 grand for training most people don't want to pay that so that's kind of the whole spiel is you do it on your own time from your phone and then we're able to communicate a lot more and it's way more user-friendly so i'm really fucking stoked about it i absolutely love it you know yeah, so this is totally scalable. Now, the question that we probably all have is your time is limited. So let's say you, you go from, I don't know how many customers, let's say you have 60, now you go to 200. Um, how do you, so this is where team building, where leadership comes in. You hire people to represent you to kind of, they're like assistant coaches of sorts. 
Correct. Yeah. So I have a few subcontracted trainers under uh, the umbrella brand of Team Evolution. So, you know, if for whatever reason you didn't like me, you didn't want to work with me, that's totally cool. I have other coaches that are also um, respected in their fields. They have degrees and whatnot. So that's kind of the whole thing is like we're trying to build an absolute movement and just a revolt against, um, I don't want to say mediocrity, but I think that's what resonates with me is just really trying to get more out of society and trying to help people really uh, get to a place that they haven't been. You know, you walk around airports, there's not really healthy food readily available i've seen you know vendors of like donuts and cakes and society i don't want to get into that's a rabbit hole but you know it's really programmed for us to kind of have hard times with that and that's why we believe in what we do so that's a long way of answering it but i just find that so fascinating so you guys can kind of see uh my model what i've done what a lot of us has done is like you build a and that's the old way you have a retail shop or for my case, I have my, my real estate houses and I manage those properties. And this is something that could be global. It's all digital based and it's completely scalable. Once you get this model down and get your marketing down, do you feel like you've dialed in your marketing and what have you learned from that process? Um, it's a work in progress for sure, because over time, you know, I've naturally evolved as a bodybuilder and as a coach, you know, I started this originally in my mom's vacant basement, jokingly, uh, like five years ago, just uh, on my laptop, trying to figure it out. Uh, but now being more into competing. So I do uh, bodybuilding shows, you know, for those who don't know, just getting on stage, really showcasing your physique. Uh, so the more I learn about myself and I'm actively investing in my own fitness coaching as well, because I have a fitness coach myself, um, the more I try to give that back to our people. You know, does that answer your question? Yes. Another question unrelated. I, I, I'll go again. And if you guys have a question, I, I don't know if anyone else finds this fascinating, but I do. It's so interesting to me. I have a question for you, though. Um, and I freaking just lost it. We were talking about something and I had to completely lost my train of thought. No um, we've got a question here at the bottom. Uh, free to oh, drop them in the chat. Yeah. My gosh, I had a really good question. I freaking forgot it because I got distracted. Well, I think we um, talked the other day about a few if you have those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've transitioned from a personal brand to a, a company brand. And what kind of made you decide to do that as opposed to like self fitness and then even your, your under, under uh, underlings or whatever would still push your brand. How, why did you transition from that to where you're at now? So you're saying, why did I go from like my personal brand to more of like a team umbrella? Yeah. Like what was the learning process to make you shift to the, the umbrella? Um, I honestly think it was just a natural calling. I, like I said, I didn't want it to be about me. And like my long-term vision was to grow a team of coaches and like really, you know, like you said, have a scalable impact on the world. And I felt like I need a team to go ahead and do that. And it would be selfish of me and, and honestly foolish to try and do that on my own. So I quickly realized that within the first couple of years. And that's why, you know, I ended up doing the rebrand. And like I said, naturally had some of my clients become coaches. You know, I just feel like in order to really create the impact that we desire and that we say we want to do, then there needs to be more people on board. And that's why uh, we like to hire from within. So when clients have incredible transformations, usually we'll entertain the conversation if it makes sense, you know? So that was kind of the long term. Yeah, it reminds me when I, when we had Dan Fleischman come on, one of the, one of the first masterminds he spoke at, he talked about, um, and he came on the calls and talked about this too. He, he brought his phone out and he was like, you can run a business. You can, you can have marketing for free from here. This is as powerful as camera was 10 years, the best camera 10 years ago kind of thing. And I'm wondering for you, like, you're using social media, which is basically free. Are you? Do you have any uh, cost of marketing, or besides obviously making the videos and the content? But are you just like pretty much capitalizing on that and using that, or do you have other? expenses as far as marketing goes 
Um, I invested into a few cameras. I recently just made a bigger investment into uh, arguably like a cinema-like camera, which people literally use for like Netflix films, which was definitely on the price you're in. Um, but I'm a super firm believer in quality, you know? So that was a big investment. I just saw it as a one-time thing to constantly be reproducing. Uh, we do run a little bit of some paid advertising traffic, uh, not too much, but mainly just organic of, you know, I batch work 20, 30 videos sometimes. I have an editor on staff that helps me get a lot of videos out, which I'm super fortunate to do and i've just learned a lot of different uh strategies and tactics on the back end to just be posting a lot we just you know we need eyeballs we need people seeing it to get the message out there so it doesn't really cost me much other than my time and the editor that we have on staff and how much are you posting is like two or three a day post a day so it's it's funny man the algorithm changes fast like during the summer i was doing like two or three uh reels like every day seven days a week but now they're actually favoring people who post less believe it or not so i've recently been trying to pull back which is kind of frustrating because i want to get all these things out but the more i post the more it pushes it down so people don't see it and then i'm just kind of burning through content so i'm trying to go back and forth and that's where it's like keeping up with it could be a little challenging but you know i just uh try to get as much out as i can you know now, how do you read their algorithm? How you just by looking at your stats? Um, well, you could on Instagram, you could go into some insights and really see. You know, they actually break it down super well. I can't really show on the desktop. I don't think it gives you that option. It could be wrong, uh, but it'll break down the percentage of like male to female, the age, where they're located. So you could really start to see, you know, which posts are landing where, which is really beneficial based on your marketing. So I would say to anybody who's listening, if you're not using social media, you got to use social media, hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, so my girl wants to know, what is the software that was white labeled on that you use? Um, yeah, so that's called Trainerize. You can download it from the App Store. I don't think unless you pay for it, you'd be able to get any type of access. And then you'd be just getting like some basic stuff that they have listed for you. Anybody that I know uses it is under the guidance of a coach because the coach usually guides them on that. Otherwise, you're kind of just going in there. And you don't really know what to do with it. And Russell wants to know, what's the sub cost and how long is it set up for? Um, for the captions, where was that? He sent it to me directly. Um, what's the cost to join your program? Basically. It all depends on the person and what their goal is. So it's difficult for me to say without more info, cause I could just give you guys blanket numbers, but it wouldn't make sense without context. So if you're curious about that, just shoot me a message. I could drop my Instagram handle in the chat box for you guys to follow. That's the Instagram handle. And then if you guys check me out on Facebook, it's just my name. So it's South Fit is a playoff of my last name, Vittorio. So I thought that was kind of comical a few years ago when I did it. But those are my two handles. So if you uh, just message me and say your friend money is, we could have a conversation and see how I could help. Awesome. And Russell Wallace wants to know social media captions over hashtags right now. Not more than seven hashtags per post is what he says. Do you agree with that? I mean, I, I don't really play around with too much hashtags. Um, I had some of our assistants trying to test some certain things to get pushed. And I don't know. I do think having some hashtags is good. I don't know if there's a set number. I'm not an expert in social media. I'm more of a fitness guy, but I definitely try to leverage it as best I can. So I can't really answer that because I don't really know, to be honest. Okay. Switching from social media, which is interesting because it's free and you can really, with what you're doing, you can really maximize it. Um, personally, I like being under the radar. I was telling Andrew the other day, I was like, I love being like a number two. I don't, I'm I'm in, in the male hierarchy. I'm a Delta, which is like, I love to support the alpha. And I love to like, you know, be the guy that like edifies the the guy. Cause uh, so I don't, I, I don't have a brand. I'm not trying to get out there for my business, but for your business, it's so important that you do that. And I love that you're utilizing social media, obviously that's like what you're building. This is perfect for it. So um, back out of that subject, though, I want to get into something more substantive, I, th I think perhaps. Um, with what you're doing, 
how how important obviously i feel like your business model is big on renewals is that accurate mm -hmm. to say yeah absolutely so then how do you incentivize your team to give the white glove service to where they do renew and what are some things that are key towards maintaining a customer long term I think it's genuinely just caring and like really being passionate about serving them. And I, I pride myself on maybe doing more than I'm paid for. I, I always believe you should do more than you're paid for, you know, so I'm happy to hop on additional calls if I, whatever, you know, the client needs per se. I think one of the biggest things though, that I could say to answer that Mike would be our weekly zoom calls to give them, you know, a hands-on environment, just to speak. I mean, sometimes we have guest speakers on similar to how you do. Sometimes, you know, I prepare presentations or sometimes just an open floor Q and a for support. And then also, uh, I don't know, have you used loom before? Do you know what that is? Yeah. So I, I do a lot of Loom videos. Um, so that's our check-in process. Usually on a biweekly basis, I'll send out like a quick form just to get some more info. And then I'll respond in Loom format. And usually in those videos, they're like five to 10 minutes on average. I'll break down a lot of things. Kind of just how I showed you with the screen sharing of showing the app. So for example, if you know Russell was working with me, right? And I was pointing out this, this, and that, I would be able to see all those uh, data points in real time and then give him the corrections as he's going. And that's the whole thing why I said earlier, we're the last program that you'll need simply because I'm able to push the right buttons at the right time. And I know that from my experience, you know, it's kind of that saying that you pay for the mechanic for the, with the 10 years experience where he knows where to swing that. I'm probably butchering that. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. He knows where to swing the hammer. So that's kind of the whole thing, you know? Yeah. So I, that's story I heard as a kid stuck out with me, this, they, this uh, factory, one, at least one version of this story goes like this, this factory uh, had an issue and it was it shut down the entire factory. They called this guy in to find the problem. He spent uh, an hour walking around the factory, took a piece of chalk and put an X on a pipe and said, there's your problem. Fix that. And he sent him a bill for $10,000 and they were outraged. <laughs> you know, how could you charge $10,000? Right. So you spend an hour of time and a piece of chalk and uh, invoice says we want to we want an invoice. So he put one dollar chalk, $9,999 for 25 years of experience to know where the problem was, you know? Right. And exactly. so it's, it's, you're bringing that expertise. They couldn't solve it on their own. And fitness is one of those things. Health is one of those things that so many of us, it's hard. We can't be masters of everything. You can't know everything about everything. So it's nice to have an expert to lean in when you have questions, especially with all the information online that who knows what's what, you know, and everyone's kind of right. selling something. And it's just hard to know like what plan. So are you doing blood work? To kind of help for, for clients or for me uh, specifically, for, yeah, for your clients. I always recommend that you should, you know, every six months. I don't prescribe it because I'm not a doctor. I can't legally do that, but I'm always an advocate for making sure that you get blood done every six months. I actually just got mine done last week. Will you have them show? Can you see theirs or that is that against the, the law? Um, if, if the client is open to it, I'm happy to have the conversation. Again, I don't push any supplements or anything on anybody. Uh, Pete's actually been with me for a little bit, so he could speak to that as well if he's here. Um, but that's pretty much what it is. So if they request that, the thing is, is that if someone's in the program for an extended period of time and for whatever reason, if they're not seeing it then usually that's where we would go but if anything i'm usually proactive with that you know especially for older clients so before they would come on board i would ask them to do that how important in this process is building a relationship with your customer like not, not just obviously like relationship is cliche but like to actually know them and care for them and have that communicated to them mm -hmm. I think it's everything to go back to your point earlier with renewals you know just genuinely like knowing their sister's name and knowing what their family is like and what they do for work and just understanding their experiences. And, and for me, it's like, that's why I, I really do love it. 
because I'm a people person. I, I like to talk. I like to hang out. I like to have fun. And for me to have the opportunity to help somebody out with things they might be struggling with is, you know, a gift from God, to be honest with you. And, and that's why I don't take it lightly. Yeah, it is. You, you are a great networker. You've got a great personality. Everyone always wants to be around you. So it, you, you're, I feel like, you know, the old adage, if you do what you love, you don't work a day in your life. I kind of, it, it feels to me and a lot of us probably that you seem to be in that zone. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, you could say that. But honestly, Mike, I'll share a quick story because I was thinking about this earlier this morning before getting on. Uh, it wasn't always the case. You know, I, when I was originally starting this, I was working construction full time and then I would train people at the gym at night. And then on weekends, I was studying for my certification. So in order for me to really, you know, leave my nine to five, it was like an absolute grind for I'd probably say a good eight to 10 months doing all of that. It wasn't like one day I was just like, okay, you know, I'm a coach now. I'm going to start this business. It was a slow and very tedious transition out of that. That's why when I came back from school, I had to live home with my parents because I had 50K in student loans that I had to pay back. So it was like trying to piece that together, investing in mentorship, you know, doing these courses and training people. It was a lot, man, but I wouldn't change it for the world. And I think that's why a lot of people sometimes don't get to that point because maybe we're just not willing to sacrifice as much as we actually think, right? Yeah. And you're 27. Correct. So you you started kind of down this path um, in your early 20s when most people are just screwing around and wasting their life. And these, these are such important years. For me, I started buying houses at 21 years old. And now I'm 41 and people think, wow, you're it's going well because I started so young. You know, it's just stuff takes time sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so what what was it inside of you that said, I, I was born for more. I was made to do something more than just work a nine to five and waste my life or at least feel like I'm just becoming a contributor and living and dying and running in this rat race. There's some, everyone on this call, we all have that. There's a reason why we're here. It's that fire, that spark mm. that drove us to, to do something more than just exist, which I find it, when I come across people that do that, it seems to be 90% of the people out there right. just exist. And they're happy to play video games, smoke some weed, watch some TV and just live and die. And I and, and talk about sports or the weather. And I don't know how they do it because I'm just not wired that way. But I'm curious for you, um, how, have you always been wired the way you are? Is this a revelation that came one day? Obviously, you hated the job you had. But what else kind of led you down? Because you started so young and you're kind of an anomaly in some ways, in, in a very special way. And you're um, people who maybe are in their mid-30s or 40s are like, I got to get my shit together. But for you, it's like, no, I'm starting early, doing it right. Like, tell us about that on the inside, that process. I think that was the question I've been waiting for all night because I think that's the, honestly, as I look back, probably the most intriguing part. Um, how much can I share here? Like, can I just open it up and, and be vulnerable? Is that cool? What do, you got, what do you guys think? What do you think, Russell, Mary? Should he just be as vulnerable as possible? We've had a, he wasn't there. So I didn't get to come to this one, but the last mastermind, like Eddie and Dan, Eddie and Andrew were super vulnerable. And so we, we love that in this community. So yeah, share as much as you want. We love that. Right on, bro. So when, like I said earlier, when I was coming out of school, I resented the corporate world. I wanted nothing to do with it. So I self-sabotaged. You know, I, I went to these interviews. I was just like a zombie walking through it. But again, you have to work. Like I said, I had these loans I had to pay back, right? So my uncle just got me a construction job. I was drilling holes five, six days a week. Uh, I even was working overnights. And I just, I vividly remember, I want to say, I don't remember the date, but it was like a weekend. I was working overnight shifts, um, pumping grout in the train tunnels in Manhattan. So I was, you know, using a drill bit like the size of my leg. I was on a ladder, you know, up like this, trying to drill in concrete with all these people around me. And I was like the new guy and I was getting shit on it. It was miserable, you know, and I was working... 13, 14 hours straight, Friday, Saturday, 
Sunday, just like nonstop. And I remember Mike, there was just one night or we were on the train tunnel and we would go like towards the, the beginning of the tunnel and we would be drilling in to try and seal the cracks of the concrete. And I just, I just remember collapsing and I was like, there's just no way this is my life. And I honestly, I, I thought about suicide because if I had to work that job every day for the rest of my life, I was just, there's no point in living. So I didn't really see a way out. Unfortunately enough, the best thing that happened to me was COVID. I was forced to pivot because they cut my salary in half. So it wasn't like this miraculous thing of like, well, you know, I want to do this. It was like I had to because I was miserable and my pay got taken from me and I was I had time to reflect. And, you know, like I said, going through this journey of 10 years and basically making all the mistakes. I tried keto, fasting, P90X, all the programs, all the things, and nothing was working until I finally just truly wanted it. And throughout that time, learning about myself and just seeing that transformation, I said, you know what? People need this. And that's with the time that I had during COVID to reflect on that. That's where I decided to really try and get into this more because I was doing the same job for half the money for I did that for like six, seven, eight months and I was getting killed, man. And, um, I know that's a long story. I hope that makes sense, but that's kind of what tra- catapulted me into that. You know, I think it makes perfect sense. It, it, you guys on the call, if you guys want to hop in here and ask questions, I have one more question or thought about what you just said. Um, it's so interesting to me. Sometimes, if if you're into spirituality, if you're into like ancient uh, ways to look at the world, like Stoicism and such. Um, Everything happens for a reason, and for a lot of us, for me, COVID was the worst of times, but like Charles Dickens says, it was the best of times in, in the sense that it, it completely upended my life in, in, in terrible ways, but in doing so, um, you you learn what matters in this life, and I'm a much more substantive man now post-COVID. I have much more awareness of the world and insight, and I, I love, I, I realize after COVID, what matters for me is my family and those I love, my health. Um, safety, security for my loved ones. And, you know, I was, I think before COVID for me, I'll just say I was grasping, chasing, driving, going like a lot of us. And when like, like you, all that was taken from me, I was traveling around speaking. I was on the road to make a ton of money as a speaker and such. And that shut down the entire industry I was in. And as bad as that sounds, I think for me, in my story, it was the best thing. So for you, as horrible as COVID was, Sal wouldn't be where Sal, you wouldn't be where you are. You wouldn't be who you, who you are had you not had that reset, had you not hit that wall. Is that fair to say? 100%. Because if, if it didn't happen, Mike, honestly, I'd probably still be working that job because, you know, all you think about is the next shift. I got to go home. I got to shower, eat, go to sleep, just wake up, do it all over again. You know, so unless you're really forced to find the courage to do that, most people don't. You know, and that's why it's really just comes down to what you want to do with your life. And that's why, yes, it was the best thing ever. And I'm thankful forever for that to happen because it really forced me to pivot and, and really double down on training, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. When I hear you talk, when I when I hang out with you, you're a man of substance. You're a man of depth. You're a man with ambition and drive. And it takes things that are hard. Man, you don't get that by just reading a book. That comes from the crucible. That comes from the fire, you know. And I'm, Russell's going to speak in a second, and he can speak to this too, a man who's been through the fire, and you come across the other side smelling like smoke, but you've got a substance and a depth, and your your well is deep because um, of what you've gone, you've gone through. And so in that moment, it's the worst thing ever, but on the other side, you we wouldn't be who we are without the struggles that we have overcome. Right. So Russell, you want to speak into this?
hang on, you're muted again. About now, here we go. There you go. Yeah, thanks for being here, Sal and and, and Mike. Uh, yeah, that was awesome. <clears throat> and uh, really to springboard off Mike, and um, one of the things I think about this group, it's really easy to attach to is the authenticity of the why, <clears throat> the driver behind it. And, um, you know, you're, you're a young man. Uh, congratulations for being here in this arena, on this stage and in, in the environment. Um, I've been on a lot of stages and a lot of them were <laughs> not literally, but I've signed up for a lot of groups over the years. And, um, it took me having to go through a process of pain and um, a self-realization. Uh, Dean Graziosi wrote a book called uh, something about millionaire, but he, he deals with a thing called seven layers yes. deep. Yep. Maybe, you know, it. and I've read the book. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. And uh, I won't even go into it, but really it's just getting the core of who you are. And that really opened me up to, why I even signed up with Aspire Money Is and why I'm even here. So I'm grateful to everybody, Andrew, Eddie, Mike, Larry Yacht, um, to know you belong. That's where I was headed. And you must have or you wouldn't be here. So let me ask you this question. And it, I wish I would have had this at 27. I'm quite a bit older than you and very proud to see people like you being able to be their authentic self. What was it um, about the connection of the group? What's driving you forward? And what are you looking forward to in your greatest expanse, if if you will, or out there? I'll Thank you for there. sharing that. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing that, bro. So I just want to make sure I'm understanding it correctly. What was the first piece of that question? Well, basically, what is your inner why um, in connection um you know, uh, you had some suffering. You were you were drilling holes. You were working <laughs> in Manhattan, probably in the winter time. And yeah. I know what New York's like. Well, it's just to live there. Yeah. Uh, I'm in California, where it's cushy, right? Everything's cushy. Right. But <clears throat> what was it that drove you to making the choice to follow your why? Because so many of us don't convert over. Yeah. I waited. 20 years before I had the courage to start to convert over to what I really want to aim toward. And money is, is a part of that. Yeah. I think that's a great question. Um, this one hits deep for me. Um, transparent. I mean, listen, I had a great upbringing. My parents are phenomenal, but it's always been the whole, you know, money doesn't grow on trees, you know, timing our water and the hot showers and all that. So for me, I think it just got to a place where I just got sick and tired of us just struggling. You know, and I looked around at my family and I didn't really see the initiative being taken by anybody else. So I like to say, like, I'm the one, like I'm the person in my family to, you know, create our legacy and, and put that stamp on it because I don't know who else is going to do it. So I see it as my moral obligation to go ahead and do that. And also, you know, the flip side of that as well, Russell, for everybody who's listening is like, I'm at war with the way that we're consuming, you know, food and the way that we're exercising, you know, we're not taught these things in school. I don't, I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't remember like understanding the details of nutrition or, you know, like all of those things. So for me is like, I'm trying to impact generations of people and instill, you know, those habits before it gets 
gets too bad. You know, so instead of waiting till you're too overweight with the hospital bills and then not catching up to you, it's like, hey, let's let's take the proactive measure, you know, now to go ahead and create that. So it never gets to that. Right. So that's kind of both sides. Of it. Does that answer your question? Bro, that's just exactly right. I just want to follow up and say this because you just said that um, I became at war when I knew that the game of money was rigged. I just didn't know how. Right. And then I knew these people did. And I made a decision. I'm not going backward. Makes no sense. And right. so I think that's what you're saying. So. Exactly. Because once Kudos you see you. Yeah. Thank you, brother. I really appreciate that. Yeah, because, blessings. Uh, blessings, bro. Uh, because once you see it, you can't unsee it. You know, and then it just becomes the fixation of trying to resolve that. And I really, I'm not going to have enough time my entire life to shift the fast food industry and the culture. You know, you drive around, there's a McDonald's in every corner and the Chick-fil-A is, is line is down the block, you know? So I'm going to try my best to go ahead and make waves on that because I do believe it's a problem in society. And that's what I stand for is trying to, you know, mitigate that and improve, you know, our, our livelihood for that reason, you know? God bless you for that. Thanks, bro. Thank you, brother. I appreciate your time. Always love it when you come on, Russell. Uh, you you have a, a, a always a great way to to, to add add stuff to these chats. Uh, th- thank you everyone for joining us. We got time maybe for one more question. If not, I'll just have Sal give us the final word. But um, man, I've just really enjoyed this. This has been good. I I love seeing young guys that are that are substantive, that are smart, that are ambitious, that are driven. And what are some of the pitfalls? Final question that you are seeing for guys your age, for younger people, and what are your, your, what, what's your, I guess, plan and how are you overcoming those, avoiding those and staying on, on track with your purpose? Cause you, your upside is so big, you know, your future is so bright, but obviously with anyone, there's challenges and pitfalls. So are you seeing anything that's for this generation, for your generation younger, that's kind of uh, dangerous? And if so, what, how are you protecting yourself from that? Yeah, I think what uh, comes to mind is environment. You know, I was born and raised in New York. Like I said, I'm 27. I spent 25 years there. It wasn't until the last few years where I moved to Florida for that reason, because I just felt like, uh, what's that saying? The the fish will only grow to the size of the tank, right? So like the goldfish, if he's put in that small pond, he's going to just think he's that size. It's that that kind of thing. Um, Nothing against the people that I grew up with and who I was around. I just knew that I wanted to go to another level and those conversations weren't being had. So anytime, you know, I would get excited to do these things, it was always met with resistance and like, well, why would you do that? You know, like, so it was difficult for me to stay in like a place where I was energetically excited to keep going. And I was fortunate enough to do well to be able to get this fully online and, and move to Florida. Cause for me growing up, we, we always used to come down here for the holidays. So it was always a dream of mine to live in Florida. And it's pretty surreal to say, you know, living in my house with my girlfriend now and doing all the things we're doing is pretty remarkable. You could say I'm living the dream and I feel that way too. But, um, I think that's the biggest thing to answer your question is environment and surrounding yourself with the right people oh. and just wanting more yeah. and having more and just the desire to to try and do that, you know? What a great answer. It's so true. It's, it's so many of us, uh, Russell's shaking his head, like, me too. Like so many of us, uh, if you're, if you have that voice that's telling you, you can't do it or what are you doing, Sal? Like, just get a job or be a lawyer like everyone else, whatever. Like that's a strong voice. If you're, if you're with the wrong people in the wrong environment, in the wrong home, Man, so many dreams have been uh, squashed, mm-hmm. and that's and so for you, it sounds like um, you've surrounded yourself with the right people. Being a mastermind like this is a great example of right. prioritizing yeah. the right voices, people that are going to celebrate your wins. No one's envious of anyone here, 
we celebrate each other here. But there are places where you go where, like Sal, if you say, I just made a million dollars this year, they will come at you. You know, they're jealous of that. They're envious of that. And so, and those kind of friends are dangerous. Those kind of partners are dangerous. Those kind of family members are dangerous. So I raised my hand for that reason because for me, it, it came in the form of family. You know, and it was uh, it was difficult to deal with. You know, some of the people that were closest to me were resentful of the things that I was doing. It was almost like, how dare you actually pursue your dreams? And then they try and bring you down to their level and it kills you and it kills your motivation and your confidence to keep going. So it's like, not only do you have all these other things in the world that are trying to bring you down, but then the people closest to you are also doing that. So that was a big thing for me to recognize. And like you said, Mike, it's just, you have that knowingness and that voice in your mind and it's there. And I encourage anybody listening, if they're on the fence, like just really act on that because the reality of the situation is that nothing's promised. You know, I could get hit by a bus tomorrow, you know, God forbid. Right. So it's just like, go after your shit and just really give it your all because you only have one opportunity. Right. Man, what a great way to end it. Go after your dreams. There's a lot of people on this call who maybe you have had a dream, an idea, and you've kind of let it sit dormant because life says punch you in the face and life's hard. You have kids, you have spouses, you have partners, you have things going on. And maybe this call is a, an urge, a poke, a, a pebble in the bottom of your shoe to get back in the game. And you have Sal at 27 building an empire. If he can do it at 27, we can do it. And we can keep pressing on and, and kind of get back into it and get back uh, pursuing it. And, and, and I'll just say this, when I'm in dream mode, when I'm pursuing my purpose, I'm sure you feel the same way Sal and all of us on the call when we're in that zone, you're so happy. You're so filled with life. You you have a spring in your step. But when you give in to the naysayers, when you um, lower your vibration to everyone else's, it's like I'm depressed. I'm lethargic. I have no energy. I don't care as much. So this is a really good call. A great reminder, Sal, to kind of uh, remember your why. Remember what we're trying to do. And all of us were here for a reason. You all were born for a purpose. Everyone on this call God made you for a very specific reason to do something big with your life. And the fact that you're in this community, it says a lot about you because you've invested in yourself to be here, to do something great. So don't forget that. Don't don't let that pass you by. And as he just said, we have one life. We could be hit by a train tomorrow. So this is our chance and make it freaking count. So thank you all for joining us, man. So I'll have this recorded. I'll put it in the Learning Center. Thank you, Mary, Pete, uh, Avelia, Janelle, Joanna, Cassandra, Katie, everyone else. I appreciate you guys. I love you all. It's a joy to serve you in this way and to celebrate our members like Sal. I'm so glad you're a member, buddy. It's always great to see you and learn from you and be inspired by what you're doing. We're all inspired by you, man. So keep it up. Bye, everyone. I'll see you next time. And have, a great, have a great night. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, everybody. Hope you guys have a great night. Chat soon. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you got value from today's episode and you want to work closely with me and my team, head on over to my Instagram at SalFitTorio. That's S-A-L-F-I-T-T-O-R-I-O and message me the word ready and we could have a chat about whether or not I could help you reach your fitness goals. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I appreciate you and I hope you have the best day of your entire life. Talk to you guys soon. Peace.